Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top four stories trending here in Thailand, don't forget to like this video and do subscribe to the channel if you are watching us on YouTube. Also, don't forget to hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next podcast is uploaded. Also, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description which will will take you to a website where you will find all the available podcast players where the show is on and currently there's about 20 plus players available and finally if you like the show if you want to support the show you can do so by simply clicking on the link down below in the description which will take you to a website called buymeacoffee.com and you can simply buy us a coffee here in the show now that that's all done and dusted we are going to jump into the top four stories trending here in thailand and let's just jump into the first one because it's all about the prime minister talks fail no accord on peter's renomination Representatives of the coalition allies, other political parties, and senators cannot agree on the legality of Peter Lim Janarat's renomination for Prime Minister, and the joint parliament will debate the issue on Wednesday when the second round of voting is scheduled. House Speaker Wan Mohamed Nurmata, as ex officio President of the Parliament, convened a meeting of representatives of the three sides on Tuesday to discuss whether the leader of the election winning Move Forward Party could be renominated on Wednesday after the joint session rejected him on July 13th. After the two hour meeting, Mr. Wan said the three groups could not reach a conclusion and the matter would be debated in Parliament on Wednesday. The party whips have been instructed to ensure the joint sitting remains orderly. Mr. Wan set Wednesday for the second round of voting for Prime Minister after Mr. Peter failed to obtain a majority vote last Thursday. Mr. Wan said that on Tuesday some participants disagreed with the renomination, pointing out that a parliamentary regulation prohibited the resubmission of a failed motion during the same parliamentary session period. Others thought Mr. Peter's nomination could be resubmitted on Wednesday because it was not an ordinary motion, he said. Therefore, Mr. Wan said he would let parliamentarians debate the matter on Wednesday when Mr. Peter will again be nominated by the eight-party coalition supporting him. He would closely follow the debate before deciding on the legality of the renomination. The parliament president expected the debate to take about two hours. The joint sitting would start at 9.30am on Wednesday. I don't think the debate will be prolonged, he said. Asked if another candidate could be nominated right away on Wednesday, Mr. Wan said parliamentary regulations do not prevent that. The process is for the quick installation of the 30th prime minister because the nation is waiting for a new prime minister to solve its problems, Mr. Wan said. So this is where we're at on this. They don't quite know if it's legal or not to renominate him. And actually, when you read it, it sounds so ridiculous. The leader of the winning party in the election was rejected by the parliament. How ridiculous does that sound? In essence, 250 senators either abstained or didn't vote for him. And this is the reason. Now, 250 senators who were put in by the junta coup makers of 2014, by the way. Okay. And this is the reason he cannot get nominated. Uh, he cannot be not nominated, but he, he, he cannot, uh, get the votes to pass him as the prime minister, the 30th prime minister of the country. It seems so ridiculous. And there's a no wonder people are laughing at Thailand right now, but also taking it quite seriously that Thailand is in no humor for any kind of change at the moment. To me, this is all a bit silly, but there are, I think, reasons behind why 
he can't get nominated. And I'm going to go through them because there's a story I just popped up here. And I think it's more, not, let's not talk about the Les Majeste Law 112, they call it, right? Let's look at something else. The Move Forward Party has submitted seven bills intended to demilitarize the armed forces and demonopolize the country. Now, this is, I think, the crux of the matter and why these senators will not vote for him. Forget about 112 for a minute. The draft legislation was submitted on Tuesday by a group of Move Forward MPs led by Parit Wacharindu and accepted by a representative of the House Speaker. Mr. Parrett said Move Forward had drafted 14 sets of bills. The seven bills which have been submitted for House deliberation were from the first two sets of draft legislation. The first set has five bills and the second has two. Now the five bills in the first set are the reform or demilitarization of the armed forces. They are a bill to abolish mandatory conscription and replace it with 100% voluntary enlistment. A bill to reorganise the Defence Ministry, curtail the power of the Defence Council and place civilians above the armed forces. A bill on fiscal and financial discipline to ensure transparent expenditure of state budgets. A bill to abolish the Internal Security Act of 2008 to dissolve the Office of the Internal Security Operations Command, that's ISOC. A bill to abrogate orders issued by the coup makers National Council for Peace and Order and the NCPO chairman. The two bills in the second set are for demonopolization to promote fair trade competition and enhance the competitiveness of the Thai Thai economy. They are a bill to amend the Excise Tax Act to promote a progressive liquor sector aimed to create fair rules for the production of alcohol by small or community-based producers. And then a bill on trade competition to create rules for fair trade and prevent monopoly and collusion by companies. Now, I think this comes to the crux of the reason why these 250 senators, who've all been appointed, by the way, by the military junta, do not want Move Forward Party anywhere near government. Now, I'm not just talking about being you know, running the country and having a prime minister from the Move Forward Party. They have said that as long as Move Forward Party are in any coalition, they will not vote for whoever they nominated. So if they were to nominate Peitung Tarn Shinawatra and she was part of a Move Forward Party coalition where the Putai were taking the lead, but Move Forward were supporting them and going to be within the government, they said they won't support that. And I think these are the reasons. Forget about the 112 for a while, the less majestic. I believe these are the reasons. And it's a complete overhaul of the military. In essence, trying to ensure that we're not going to have any more coups in the country. And I I think this is where it all comes down to. And if it is the case, which I clearly think it is, it is kind of a sad day. And it shows the power that these senators have in deciding who will run this country and who will be the government of this country. And I think when the people of the country vote... And the senators decide that we don't care about their vote. You're on a slippery slope in this country. But again, there is only 10 more months left of these senators. Now, there is a bill going to be put through to try abolish them. I don't know how that will work out. And I don't even know if Peter can actually be re-nominated tomorrow. We'll find that all out tomorrow. Now, if he can't be, who's going to be the next on the list, next on the line to be the next Prime Minister of Thailand? And, well, the answer comes very simply. Putai to nominate Shurata as PM if Peter fails again. And that's according to Peitong Tarn Shinawatra herself. 
the Putai party will nominate Shreta Tavisin as a prime ministerial candidate in parliament if move forward party leader Peter Limjanarat fails again to get his candidacy approved by the joint sitting today. That's according to Paintong Tarn. However, that the party's executive committee will have to meet to make a decision after the sitting tomorrow, adding that the party will proceed step by step so as to not cause public confusion. She said that she supports Shreta, a former real estate tycoon, because he is the most suitable of the party's three candidates given his background in economics. Peitong Tarn, who is also one of the party's three prime ministerial candidates, told the media today that she has not considered whether she would accept a cabinet post if her party takes the lead in forming the government. Asked about senators' reservations over the move forward party being in the government, Peitong Tarn sidestepped the question, saying that she has no duty to respond. She also refused to comment when asked if Puatai is now at the core in forming the government and if Hita's party is still in the coalition. Let's us go one step at a time, she said. Last week, Peter failed to obtain enough parliamentary votes to support his candidacy for the premiership, mainly because of his party's position on amending the Les Majest law. But as I said in the previous article, I don't believe it's all about that law. Peter vowed to keep fighting for his renomination, scheduled for today. He said on Monday, however, that if he fails for the second round, he would step down and let Puatai, the second coalition party in terms of seats in the House, to nominate its candidate and form the government. Peitong Tarn said, let's see what happens. I wish Kumpita to make his utmost effort first. So that's where we stand as well. So if he doesn't, Peter doesn't get nominated and accepted, they're going to uh, nominate and Putai, he, as Peter said, he will step aside and he will allow Puatai to form the next government. I think they're obviously hoping it's going to be with them. But as I said, there's been a lot of talk that these senators will not vote in any shape or form if move forward are in any in the government in any shape or form and, and that to me is a subversion of democracy by saying that if the party that won the election is not is in the government we're not going to vote for them i think that's a bad sign and it, it does show where thailand still is in terms of mentality as well but everything will be happening today so tomorrow's show will be an update on the parliament whether or not peter was nominated whether he made it true uh what happens next and we'll see what's going to happen and as well just to let people know the constitutional court will also be ruling today and deliberating about suspending him as a mp a member of parliament so that's up as well so there will be plenty of news Thursday morning but we're going to move along to another story and it's to do with the little province well it's not little actually a big province north of Phuket so Panya airport needed the joint public and private sector consultative committee in the Andaman province has urged airports of Thailand to continue its feasibility study on Panya airport a meeting of the JPPSCC in the Andaman province of Krabi, Trang, Panya, Phuket, Renong and Satan was held recently to continue talks with Phuket Airport after the AOT decided to defer the project and that was according to the Bangkok Post. Jaron Pangdang, Deputy Director of Phuket Airport, said the AOT's Policy, Planning and Budget Committee decided to defer the plan to build Panya Airport because the AOT must, ab- must abide by a cabinet resolution from August 2022. The cabinet ordered the AOT to oversee the management of Udon Thani, Buriam and Krabi International Airports and suspended the plan to build an airport in Panya. The AOT received an 11 million baht budget in November 2020 for a preliminary feasibility study for the airport. The terms of reference were set in May 2021. The investment needed is around 100 billion baht and the airport could be complete by 2027. 
but the project has been suspended since last year. Now, Lexac Ponklin, president of the Panya Tourism Association, urged the JPSSC to ask the AOT to keep the project going as it could take up to 10 years to build the airport. Phuket Airport has reached its full capacity of 14 million passengers a year. If it is expanded, it can handle up to 17 million, still below its peak period when it handled about 18 million passengers before the COVID-19 pandemic, he said. I cannot imagine when the economy picks up and when it's high season how crowded Phuket Airport will be. So we need to prepare, Mr. Jaran said. Now, this is all about building an airport in Panya. To be honest with you, I don't think it's actually needed. I think if they could expand Phuket Airport, that would be a good thing. And expand Krabi Airport because Panya is right in the middle of both of them. And it's a perfect location for both airports coming from Phuket to Panya. It takes about an hour and 10 minutes if you want to get to Kaolak and a little bit more if you want to get a past that really not that far if you're coming from Krabi it's a couple of hours as well but the airport is you know both airports and Panya are perfectly within there I just don't see the need for another airport there and I don't think you have the populations to keep an airport running you know um, Phuket has a big island people on Phuket go from Phuket airport I don't think they're going to be wanting to drive another extra hour and a half to get to another airport to go Man, I could be wrong, but personally, I think the airports that they have currently are more than enough. And it looks like they just want to spend a whole lot of money that they don't really have. I don't think it's feasible to have one, but I'd love to know what you think down below in the comment section. And finally, 14 million foreign arrivals so far this year. Thailand received 14 million foreign visitors from January 1st to July 16th with spending of 588 billion baht and that's about 17 billion dollars the tourism and sports ministry said on Tuesday. The ministry expects the number to exceed 50 million by the end of July it said in a statement. However the Tourism Authority of Thailand reported on Sunday that tourism revenue from the international market in 2024 will not be able to match the level recorded in 2019 as the target has been downgraded to 1.92 trillion baht for an earlier target of 2.29 trillion baht due to the impact of a poly crisis. Tat Governor Yutasak Supasorn said that Thailand is in the midst of a poly crisis in which several negative events have simultaneously hammered the tourism industry, such as inflation, recession, interest rate hikes, surging fuel prices, and the slow resumption of international flights at only 70% of 2019 levels. And that's just a little update on the current numbers. No mention of the top two, three um, arrivals here in the country, but you can guess they're probably something around China, Russia, and India. Malaysia maybe as well, somewhere in there. So they seem to be the top foreign arrivals here in the country at the moment. But nevertheless, folks, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll have a lot more news for you tomorrow morning, so please stay tuned and do stay safe out there. Have a great day, and thanks again for tuning in. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.